This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. 3.02 is the time. Kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up uh, in a matter of minutes, we're expecting rookie safety Trayvon Merrick to join the show. Could be anytime starting right now to around 3.15, 3.20-ish. So just kind of <laughs> kind of keep our head on a swivel and we'll see what we got. Got a couple patient listeners standing by on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Salmon has text line out of a lot of text, 69187. We'll get to those. Want to know what the player that you want to see step up or you want to see maybe use more offensively or defensively. Not necessarily that they need to step up. They're there. They're available. They just Their number hasn't been called. Who is the one that you're looking for? We've had some really good suggestions for KJ Wright. For, I said, Brian Edwards. We'd love to see more of Brian Edwards. Had some really good suggestions. Trayvon Merrick, who's going to be joining the show, not really saying his name too often, but it's really because he's doing a heck of a job. Like to see him get a couple more interceptions, create a couple more turnovers. Malcolm Kuntz had that name brought up. All good suggestions right there, but definitely want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 and Salmon Ash text line 69187. I did want to pass on a quick note. I gave some roster updates a little while ago. Uh, how about this one? The Raiders have waived, waived wide receiver Dylan Stoner. So he was on the active roster for a quick minute, and uh, he's no longer there. He was the undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State. Uh, what I remember most about him is he cost the Raiders a touchdown. Raiders scored a touchdown. I don't remember what game it was. No, it was. It was a home game. <laughs> He cost him a touchdown. I think it was the Josh Jacobs run. What didn't Jacobs run score? And then it was the illegal procedure or illegal formation. It was illegal formation on Dylan Stoner. And I think he immediately got pulled out of the game. That's what I remember for him this season. Unfortunate because that took points off the board, but that's what it is. So he's not getting a tribute video from you. He ain't getting a tribute video from anybody. <laughs> he ain't getting a tribute video from Mike Gundy, who's the Oklahoma State head football coach. He's gonna be playing in the Big Twelve Championship. On Saturday, matter of fact, you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Like that. Like how we tied that all together, Oklahoma State and Baylor. How about Ooh. that? How about Baylor back in the in the Big 12 championship game? Dave Aranda, look out now. It's going to be a heck of a game. But that's on Saturday. You can hear that right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's go out real quick to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. What's up, dude? Hi, how you doing? Good. Yeah, on our... Uh... The comment on uh, Mr. Raider Mike there, uh, Snyder, all of them, number 45, he's got Cuomo back here in New York, they get away with a lot. It's, it's, it's such a, I think it's just a waste of time, uh, you know, hearsay, uh, all that stuff that we got here on social media and, and TV news. It's, it's the worst thing in the world that's happening. We think it'd be done. Fix those problems first. But anyway, uh, first thing, um, this team's got a lot of speed. And this guy, uh, Tyler uh, Haneke. Yeah. What do think about the beer? What do you think about the beer? And, and, you know, uh, That's Haneke. That, that, you know, I don't know why. It, maybe it's just me. It is. Just me? Okay. Yeah, it is. He's like the Al. He's like the Al Iverson. He's incredible. I mean, I don't know if guys lying about age, maybe a little bit, 
women lie about the age. I mean, guys lie about the height. But he's pretty good. He might get himself a starting job. And nobody drafts him. You know, some of these draft picks, I don't know what people are thinking. You know, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. I'm not telling you you don't know. But I, I, I want to see more Solomon Thomas. Um, that was that was incredible when the 49ers drafted 4-1 defense lineman four years in a row, I think, or five. I'm not sure. But I like Thomas. You know, I'm a big fan. And uh, Edward's got to wake up. Farrell, I said this already. As I repeat myself, I am sorry. Um, but hopefully both these teams make the playoffs because they didn't go, go out and go out of the way to get a, a first-round draft a choice until my quarterback-wise. And uh, Derek Carr, uh, let's see, see if it's not his fault. He's pretty good. Mariota, I'm sorry. You know, there's no such thing as a trick play. He's not going to do it. Derek Carr is going to play the rest of the season. All right. Thank you. Thanks for taking the call. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, my man. And, uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be, again, Brian Edwards is a really good one. I, and it's not about him, I don't think, waking up. I think it's just about him being utilized more. I mean, I think it's really that simple. I think they just need to to, to target him a little bit more. Yeah, he's still six on the team in targets. I right. know, like, it'll change after this game, but um, number 11 still still ahead of him. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, there you go. That tells you all you need to know. Because number 11 is no longer out there. It ain't been out there for a while. So he needs to get he needs to get some more targets. He gets separation. We talk about it all the time. There's separation there. Just got to get him the ball. And he's one of those guys, in my opinion, that Derek Carr needs to needs to let that rifle rip. You know what I mean? He needs to really drill it in there when you throw it to to Brian Edwards. Uh, give him that opportunity. I mean, he's not a speed burner, so he's not one of those guys that you got to float the ball down the field and let him go catch up to it. He's not the fastest dude, but he's got some good hands. So I think that Derek Carr needs to. Needs to fire that thing in there to Brian Edwards. Let him get a few more opportunities each and every game. And it could start as early as this week. It'd be nice to see that. All right. Well, while we wait, Damon, on Trayvon Merrick, and we got Shereen Williams coming up at 3.30, so we're going to have to make it tight. What we're going to do right now, let's go ahead and do our NFL picks. We'll go through them real quickly. Uh, you had a bad week last week. Jared didn't do you any favors by picking a tie. But then again, here, so he had to pick for you. So there you go. Is this rave? What is this song? Do what I want, Lil Uzi. Okay, I didn't know. I had no idea. Clearly, I'm not. Lil Uzi is not in my. Uh, is not in my library. <laughs> Got a little Uzi, not a big Uzi, not a Uzi Uzi, just a little Uzi. Lil Uzi Vert. All right, let's go ahead. Week 14, week 13. Excuse me. No, it's week. It is week. It's 14. It is week 14. Is it tonight? Yep. Week 14. Oh no, they put no. It's week 13. It's week 13. You put week 14. I know I wrote week 14, but it's week 13. It's week 13 because the Raiders have played 11 games. They had a bye. It was week 13. I've been saying 14 all day. I've been following you, man. I know. The blind leading the blind. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. My bad. I've been saying week 14 for like four days now. So (laughs) I'm glad nobody said anything. Not one person all week long has said, Q, it's only week 13. I've been saying it all week. I promise you. Man, that's bad. Clearly, no one's listening. It's like and my I feel wife. Like an idiot, because I'm like, like yeah, just, just going it's along. It's all good. It's like my wife. Nobody's listening. She don't listen. Week 13 starts tonight. Dallas at New Orleans. Who do you got? Dallas. I got the Cowboys as well. They bounce back. Just the Saints don't have anything. Tampa Bay at the Falcons. Who do you got? This is Sunday, 10 a.m. Tampa Bay. Going with the Buccaneers as well. Arizona at Chicago. I got the Cardinals. I got Arizona as well. We got to need some disagreement. All right, here we go. How about this one? The Chargers at the Bengals, 10 a.m. Bengals. I got Cincinnati as well. Minnesota at Detroit, still 10 a.m. games. 
Minnesota. I'm about to say this. That shouldn't even have taken you that long. The Vikings on that one. Uh, New York is at Miami, 10 a.m. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going with Miami as well. This is You're terrible. The Eagles at the Jets. I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles, too. I'm not picking the Jets. I know. The Jets aren't <laughs> picking the Jets. Our guy Chapman down the hallway has got a Jets hat on, and he's not picking the Jets. The Colts at the Houston Texans. I got the Colts. I got the Texans. Oh, there you go. There you go. Jacksonville at the Rams. <laughs> 105 kickoff. I mean, let me get them Rams. <laughs> All right. I got LA as well. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. AFC North battle. Baltimore. I got the Ravens as well. San Francisco is at Seattle. Coming off that Monday night football loss. Uh, talking about the Seahawks. Who you got? I'm going to take San Francisco. I got San Francisco as well. Sunday night football. Denver at Kansas City. Denver. Whoa, you got Denver, huh? Uh-huh. I'm rooting for chaos here. Oh, there you go. That would that would cause some chaos. I got Kansas City in that. I'm just going with my brain. Monday Night Football. And if they do win, I look like a genius. Yeah, you look like a genius. You're absolutely right. And then you'll be talking about week 14. <laughs> Monday Night Football. The Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. It'll wrap up week 13. And then we could talk about week 14. Jeez. I got the Patriots. I'm going to take Buffalo on this one. All right. There you go. Couple, couple differences. That's our week 13 picks. I still can't believe nobody, not one person said, hey, Q, by the way, it's not week 14. Not one person. I've done podcasts. I've done shows. I've had conversations in the hall. And hasn't one person said it's not week 14. Not one person. I mean, even me, I'm like, I'm looking at, I've been looking at game logs actively. We're talking about players that need to step up. I'm looking at like Brian Edwards, his targets, his receptions game by game. And they got it listed here week by week. And I didn't even, didn't even bother to check. Fabian tweeted at me, Q, it's only week 13. Thank you. A little too late, Fabian. Thank you, Fabian. We also got a text from Napa Mike. Senior moment, Q. Yep. Yep. 45. Once 45, it all goes to hell. Apparently. Gosh, that's terrible. Oh, this is a good one. No worries, Q. I like this. I need this one. No worries, Q. Like the Vegas hotels. Le- level 13 is always skipped over. Boom. How about that? That's a good save right there. That's a great save. All day Raider A hit us up on the text line. I feel like we need Thomas and Farrell to continue to play the way that they did in Dallas and stuff the run from here on out because when it gets colder, teams are going to try to run it on us. That's a good point. Been talking about the run game a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Thomas is really going to have to continue to play like he has. And Klee, I hope he steps up. I would love to see him have a really strong, you know, month of December. I just haven't seen him have a strong year yet. I just haven't seen him have, you know, too many strong moments. Because the, as more people kept giving their suggestions, I was Koontz was the person where it's like, oh, that's a player. Because actually with the question like game plan, mm-hmm. I would love to see him be more involved in the game plan because we just haven't seen him at all. Right. Because, and I, no offense to Clee Farrell, you know, always got to put that out there. I think he is who he is. We've seen enough. I think we just know who he is. Yeah. You're right. We know exactly who he is. Uh, Robin Oakland said, Q, I think we can consider Marcus Mariota. I think we can consider Marcus Mariota underused too. It could be a problem if he gets hurt because we'll lose Derek's backup, but he can add big plays and touchdowns in short yardage situations, which has been a problem area. That's Robin Oakland. I don't disagree at all. I don't. And the thing about it is, at this point, and this is going to sound cold, if he gets injured, he gets injured. I mean, really, seriously. Like, you can't just put bubble wrap around him. You're paying him for a reason. Go out there and let it rip. I think, just me, I think that the Raiders should use him. I think they should let him throw the ball every once in a while. 
and make it a little bit more creative. So when he comes in, people don't think, oh, he's going to run. Oh, it's going to be a zone read because that's all we've seen. That's all we've seen. I don't know how, how teams don't just say, oh, he's going to keep it. It's a zone read. He's going to keep it and try to pick up yardage or pick up a touchdown. From the very first game of the season against Baltimore, remember he had that big run, and then he hurt himself on that play, didn't play for another handful of games, and every time he's been in there, it's been the same play. One play. So let him just He might going. as well be a damn field goal kicker. You exactly. know what he's in there to do? Kick. I would rather see him do that one play because if he does get banged up, everybody's just like, oh, we're paying him so much money. But if he gets hurt, if, let's say if Derek Carr just if he I if mean he, if, if, if Derek Carr has to take that one play off and Nathan Peterman has to come in the game, people will lose their mind. He's not even on the active roster. But let's say if it's the next week. Look, like he's got to be the backup because Mario. You can out. get anybody injured on any I given know, play, but that's why you. I do. I so you just sit him on the sideline and put him in bubble wrap. I am the backup quarterback. Just yo, just be ready. Just be ready. Man, I'm not putting him in bubble wrap. I'm letting my players play. That's what you do. That's why you got him. You got him to, to, to do. You didn't get him just to stand on the sideline. I'll let him run that run, read option a game. That's all we need. Uh, I also got a text. Also, 707 checking in. I want to see long sustained drives from the Raiders. Wear them out physically. That's from Napa Mike. Okay, I like that. That would be that would be good to see long sustained drives. They have some of those. I think this game, it might be one of those where the defense is on the field a, a lot because I think that the Raiders are going to have opportunity to, to to strike quick. I really do. And that might hurt the Raiders in the long run. It might hurt them towards the end of the game because the defense might be on the field a little longer than they want to. And we all know that Washington, they want to hold on to the ball. I just think that the Raiders have a quick strike ability if they choose to use it. And I think in this game, they're going to have to at least try to loosen up the defense a little bit by trying to take some deep shots. You're going to have to because man up against the line of scrimmage near the line of scrimmage, those guys get after it. So I think you get a quick lead early. Well, yeah, if, if you can get a quick lead early, then you force you force the hand of Washington, make them throw the ball more because they want to run downhill, and they got two guys that could do it. They had a guy that carried the ball 29 times last week, so you know that they want to run, run, and they want to run some more. So uh, good stuff, great text, uh, good good feedback. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Got through our NFL picks. 316 is the time. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're expected to have rookie safety Trayvon Merrick on the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a spasm in my, my calf. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's too serious. Hopefully, uh, you know, I can still be able to get out there this week. Uh, <clears throat> you know, but going throughout the week, um, just being smart with it and, you know, getting the treatment and getting, getting it ready to go. But, uh, yeah, last week playing 41 players, I can't remember the last time I played played that much so just getting acclimated getting it back down and, and uh getting getting it under my system but uh like I said I don't think it'll be too big of an issue but uh we'll definitely be smart with it as well that was Deshaun Jackson right there a little bit le- earlier this afternoon talking about his calf injury you heard him talk about his little spasm in his calf he did say hopefully he'll be able to play on Sunday that's something to pay attention to hopefully uh it's, it's always better when he's like oh it's no big deal be good to go on Sunday but he said hopefully so uh, something that you got to pay attention to, you know, and he also said that playing 41 snaps, he couldn't remember the last time he played 41 snaps. It's also something to pay attention to. Again, I, I get it. 35 years old, but uh, you need, you're going to need to see him out there. Uh, you saw what happens when that speed is out there, him and Zay Jones, when they're stretching the field, something I think that the Raiders are going to have to do this upcoming week. That's a, um, 
that's going to be a big deal. So if, if Deshaun Jackson's not able to go on Sunday, it's really going to be tough sledding for the Silver and Black to get that offense and, like I said, get it down the field. I did want you to hear Deshaun Jackson. He also had a, a conversation earlier, not conversation, but he talked about uh, his success against the Washington football team, who obviously is the next team up on the schedule. That's the one that's coming to town. So uh, he's had plenty of success against the Cowboys, but and, and you saw that in full display on uh, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. Well, he's also had success against the Washington football team and with the Washington football team. But here he is talking about him playing against them. Shoot, uh, I mean, we're early on. I mean, my first few years in Philadelphia, obviously, they was a rival. And, uh, you know, every time I got a chance to, to play them, you know, I'm I, I just excited for any moments. Man, anytime I'm able to get on the field and play, I, I just look forward to, you know, just doing some great things for my team. So, you know, saying that to say, obviously, Played in that division, knowing how big them games get, and obviously playing for that team and then leaving. And, you know, the way I feel about the teams I leave that I once played for, I kind of always feel like I got to make them pay extra harder because they had a chance to keep me and they didn't. So it's just, it's just personal reasons why I go out and just play how I play. There you go. Deshaun Jackson talking about playing against the teams that he used to play for. Uh, including the Philadelphia Eagles, including the Washington football team, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, he's played for all those teams, played for the Rams. So, you know, we'll see what he does. We'll see if he's able to get out there. Again, I think it'll be a major loss if he's not able to go on Sunday. I, I just, I, it's going to be hard to stretch the field. Zay Jones has that speed. Uh, he did get involved on Thursday, but he hasn't really been involved very much so far this, uh, this year. Uh, when he had the opportunity. I thought he's had multiple opportunities. He hasn't been involved as, as much as I thought he was going to. And so he did get involved last week, so that's good. But is he going to be able to continue to do that? That's the big question. Uh, again, we're waiting on Trayvon Merrick. I'm not too sure if he's going to join us. I know we have Shereen Williams coming up at 2.30, so it looks like we're about to have a train wreck here. Looks like we're going to have like two different people on the phone lines at the same time, and so we got to figure this out. <laughs> we keep our heads on a swivel at all times. But we'll do it the best we can. That's what happens when you have to wait for a, for a player to call. You just never know. They have meetings and other obligations that they have to go through. And so it's never, it's never a guaranteed thing exactly what time it's going to happen. Uh, I do want to remind you, tonight, Clay Baker is at Chickies and Pete's inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. Thursday night football, week 13. Multiple people have uh, tweeted at me and said, Q, it's not week 14. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate everyone having my back. But Chickies and Pete's inside the Sahara Las Vegas is a fantastic place to go check out. So Clay is going to be there. He has He's locked and loaded with a bunch of prizes. I saw him rolling out here earlier this morning. He, uh, he's got a bunch of stuff to give out. He's got some tickets, T-shirts, and a whole lot more. So make sure you go by and check out. And I think tonight's Thursday night football game should be a good one. That's the thing about it. This actually should be a good one. I think the Cowboys are going to win, as you heard me and DeMond talk about in our NFL picks. But I think New Orleans is going to put up a heck of a fight. I just don't think that they have the trigger man to get it done. Their quarterback situation ever since Jameis Winston has gone down has been terrible. They had Trevor Simeon out there for a while, and he's, well, not a, you know, he's, he's, he's not, not too good. He was on a four-game losing streak, and now it looks like Taysom Hill's going to be the trigger guy. Eh. They're paying him like a starting quarterback. It's one of the strangest situations it's I've ever seen. It's the weirdest, strangest situation ever. Ever. Like, we talk about Mariota and, you, and the fan base. Hey, let's see Mariota more. Let's see Mariota more. Now, let's say if he was making just about the same amount as Carr. It's like, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna save him for what? <laughs> right? No, that that you want to talk about. You're absolutely right. You want to talk about a weird scenario. That is a weird scenario. They are paying this dude, and they've given him multiple year contract extensions, and 
they got a bunch of fake years attached to it and they got some real years attached to it. And if he plays a certain amount, he can make this amount of money. And if he plays more, he can make that much. I mean, it's just, what the hell are we doing here? Is he really that good? Here's the other thing, He's too. not really that good. And he's 31 years old. If he's not like a starting quarterback, right? Tim Tebow must look at he him like that could have been me. He will never be a starting quarterback in this league. He's not that good. People got mad at Gruden for giving Peterman a million dollars. He is basically Peterman that could be a little bit more athletic. No, I don't think he's Peterman because I don't think they trust him to play quarterback. Not like that. He's not a starter. I don't care what... And I got to, I mean, you know, I don't want to talk bad about Sean Payton because he's earned the right to make decisions. But what are you doing? What are you doing at that position? So that's a, that's a weird scenario. So <laughs> I don't really know. I also don't know. I mean, I, maybe I got to do a coin flip and decide what we're going to do here. It's 326. We're supposed to be calling Shereen Williams in a couple minutes. And I know damn well the minute that I call Shereen and she gets on the phone with us, the other line's going to ring, and it's going to be Trayvon. I guarantee that happens, because that's what it is. So, I'm trying to make a decision on the fly as we go. I mean, would you like some music to think about it? I mean, no. I mean, we, you got three minutes. No, no, we're just going to roll with what we're going to do. And if he calls, he calls. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. So, what we're going to do is let's clear the lines. Let's call Shereen from one of our request line numbers. I got you, I got you. And then we'll just, and hopefully we don't. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Shereen Williams, she's coming up next from Pro Football Talk. We'll talk to her about all things in the NFL. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 331 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Pleased to have on the phone lines from Pro Football Talk is Shereen Williams, the Hall of Famer. Shereen, thank you so much for your time. It was great to see you and catch up with you on Thanksgiving at uh, Jerry's World and. First off, I don't want to go too far back and, and hang up on that game too much, but have you ever seen a game with 28 total penalties? <laughs> and 33 flags were thrown, 28 were accepted. No, wow. I haven't, and I hope I never see another one. It was so disjointed, just one flag after another. It was really, really ugly, and for as high-scoring a game as it was, uh, you could see between the penalties and the points why it was over a four-hour game. It was a really long game. I don't know if it was quite good enough to be that long, but I know Raiders fans certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, no, they did. Uh, needed that victory in a major way, you know, and so uh, Raider Nation left that stadium pretty happy, and of course uh, Cowboy fans are, are reeling, but they have an opportunity tonight to get back on the, the winning side of things as they go up against New Orleans. What do you think was the biggest factor in that game? Why it looked like Dallas got off to such a close start? Now, they got it back, you know, they came back, and they were able to get it to overtime but it just seemed like they were so slow to start the game yeah and it's been that way now for a couple games you know they didn't play well against the AFC West one and three and probably should have lost the Chargers game Chargers had a couple of touchdowns that were called back and some big penalties in the red zone that really cost them in that game so I don't know if that's coincidence that it was against the AFC West or they just don't handle the AFC West very good but you know, I'll give most of the credit to, to the Raiders and, and what they were able to do. You know, every week on our 
our PFT PM show on Peacock on Tuesdays. We picked players of the week, and we had two players of the week from uh, the Raiders. I picked uh, Derek Carr, and, and uh, Michael David Smith picked Deshaun Jackson, and I think that tells you how good their offense was against the Cowboys' defense, what has been a really good defense. But I think the Raiders did the right thing against the Cowboys' defense. When they saw how officials were calling that game, they started going deep, of course got the four penalties, almost 100 yards against Anthony Brown, and that really cost the Cowboys, and it really helped uh, the Raiders. But, you know, when you pass for almost 400 yards uh, and you don't turn the ball over, you're going to win an awful lot of football games, and I think the Raiders showed what they're capable of doing uh, against the Cowboys and what's been a pretty good defense. So the Cowboys need to play better today. They get some players back. Amari Cooper's going to play. DeMarcus Lawrence will be the back for the first time. Uh, since the season opener, that should help him. I'm sure he'll be on a snap count, but he'll help their pass rush come in probably on obvious passing situations. But they're starting to get a little bit healthy. I know they got some COVID issues, but the players there without, the coaches there without, I think they can do without today. That's not going to be a factor in this game. I, I think the Saints' injury problems are probably going to affect them uh, more than the Cowboys' COVID problems are going to affect them. With You look at the players that the Saints are going to be without, probably – both starting tackles and probably Alvin Kamara. So that will probably hurt their offense more than the Cowboys' COVID problems will hurt them. Talking right now with Shereen Williams here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And you mentioned COVID problems, and today uh, it was announced that the NFL is suspending uh, three players, including Antonio Brown, for three games uh, for having a, a, a fake vaccination card. What was your, what was your thoughts on that suspension, and, and do you think that that's enough? Well, I think what probably happened, it was sort of similar to what the, the NFL did with Lyle Collins. They started out with a five-game suspension and then told him they would reduce it down if he accepted it and didn't appeal. He didn't do that, and he appealed the five-game suspension, and it ended up being five games. So I think they probably told the three players, I'm just speculating, I don't know this for a fact, but probably told those three players that, hey, you can accept this because none of them appealed. You can accept this or we'll take it to arbitration and you've got a chance to get even more games because this isn't how many games we think you should have. We think you should have more games than this. So I, I think in the end they probably came out better than they otherwise should have. Now, supposedly the three players are legitimately vaccinated now, but that doesn't stop the fact that they turned in fake vaccination cards, which I tell you, say is you – Antonio Brown, and, and everyone should probably learn this, if you have a chef, you probably should pay your chef. Anybody <laughs> working for you should probably pay them because that's how this got out, obviously. The Antonio Brown chef was mad that he didn't pay him, so he came out with this news about the fake vaccination card, which turned out to be uh, accurate. So we'll see if the NFL just seals this up and moves on or if they start an investigation into other teams and I think other players who've turned in fake vaccination cards should at least be a little bit worried today that, that maybe they're going to be found out. Because you know this, these aren't the only three in the NFL. I mean, right. statistically speaking, these aren't the only three guys who turned in fake vaccination cards. No, no, it can't be. These are just the three that got caught. <laughs> that's all That's yeah, all that exactly. is. <laughs> We're talking all things NFL right now with Shereen Williams here on Raider Nation Radio 920, just kind of scatter shooting throughout the NFL. And you know Rich Versace really well. He was excited to yeah. see you in the postgame uh, press conference following the game on Thanksgiving. What have, what have you thought about the job that he's done so far, you know, as an interim head coach? Because that's a different animal. It's tough to juggle everything that he has to juggle right now. 
Yeah, you know, I always thought he would be a good head coach in the NFL, and, and we're starting to see more special teams coach coaches get that opportunity to be head coaches with the Joe Judges and the John Harbaugh's, and Harbaugh was probably the one who kind of started that trend a little bit because he's had success in, in Baltimore doing that, and, and special teams coaches have to hope that Joe Judge does the same thing, but... I always thought he would be really good. You know, when you're around somebody for a while, you figure out if they're able to motivate the team, and which is really important as a head coach, as we all know. Most head coaches don't call the plays. They're there to, to provide the motivation to, you know, do all those other things that a head coach co- coach does. And I always thought he would be very good at that. And, you know, if this team makes the playoffs, I, I think he'll have a chance to do that. I, I don't like the egg that they laid. Uh, when they had a chance to go into first place in the AFC West, and and they did it on in spectacular fashion on primetime football against right. the Chiefs, but they came back and played really well against the Cowboys, and in what was one of the the most highly watched games in NFL history. So they showed what they're capable of doing. They just have to close that out and make a playoff berth. And I think whether he gets a Raiders job or some other job, I think he'll be a candidate uh, for there or for for elsewhere if if they you know, make the playoffs. But it's going to hinge on how they do the rest of the season. There's no question about that. If they don't do very well and don't make the playoffs, then I think there's a chance that he's never going to get his opportunity as a head coach. I certainly hope that he does because I do think when it's his team for a full year, four years, however long it is, I think he'll do a good job. You know, I always thought that about Sean Payton when he was here, and, and he has, and I always thought that about Mike Zimmer, and he's done a pretty good job in Minnesota. I mean, you just have a feel for for some guys and, and how you think they'll be a head coach when you're around them all the time, how players respond to them. You see them in practice. You see them in training camp. You see all those things, and you get a feel for how those guys are going to be, and those those are guys that I think we're going to be good head coaches, and I think the same thing for Rich Passaccia. I just hope he gets that opportunity on a full-time basis. You know, while we're talking about guys that can have opportunities and guys that used to be in Dallas, how about Matt Eberflus? He's a guy that a lot of people are starting to talk yeah. about and say he could be in the cycle coming up this offseason. Do you think he'll be a good head football coach sooner rather than later? Yeah, I really do, and same type deal. I mean, I saw what he did with those defenses in Dallas, and he was a big part of that. He helped in the scheme and the play calling and the game plan and everything else in Dallas, even though he didn't have the title as defensive coordinator. And he's been in that interview cycle for now a couple years, and I think it's probably time that he gets his opportunity somewhere to go be a head coach. The problem with it is, you know, a lot of teams want to hire the offensive guy, and and it actually kind of makes sense of why they want to hire uh, that offensive guy, get it, uh, but it has to be a good situation for him, for a team that's looking for a defensive guy to go lead the way. And um, hopefully he gets his opportunity in one of these next couple of, of hiring cycles. I know that there's going to be some pressure on some teams to hire minority coaches, as there should be. We didn't have enough of that on, in the last couple uh, of hiring cycles. So I know, the, I know there'll be some pressure on teams to do that, but, um, I do think he will make a good head coach, just as I think Rich Passaccio would make a good head coach as well. Talking right now with Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk, talking all things NFL. And uh, it, it's funny you mentioned that how the Raiders close out and they could potentially make the playoffs. It's the first week of December and nothing is decided in the NFL, and especially nothing decided <laughs> yeah. in the AFC. The NFL really made these schedules great, in my opinion, with everything backloaded with a bunch of uh, conference games. So have you seen this? And what do you think of the way that they did the scheduling? 
Yeah, I mean, it's loaded up with division. You look like the Cowboys. I mean, they're now on this, this losing streak, what, two in a row in the last four, and Washington's now on a winning streak, and suddenly the gap in the NFC East has closed. And guess what? Those two teams play each other. Uh, twice at the end of this, at the end of the season. So I, I think it's great what they've done with backloading these schedules with division games, important games. Uh, it keeps everybody in it and, and adds a little excitement, in my opinion. And it, what's going to be? I mean, nobody knows how this is going to play out. Like, what is the record going to be of that last playoff team uh, in each conference? And there's no telling what it will be. How many games like takes you out of uh, out of running for the postseason? Nobody really knows what. What that's going to be is, you know, nine wins going to be enough. It's going to take win, 10. Can you get in with eight? It's just a weird thing because we've added playoff teams. We've added this extra week. And I'm also curious how it's going to come down in week 17 because we always saw week 18, the 17th game, week 18, because in the past we've always seen that last week have so many meaningless games. And right now we have so many teams still in it. Maybe there become more meaningful games in that week 18, week 17, week 18. I sure hope that those last two weeks come come down to some really meaningful games and some big division matchups. That would make it a lot of fun rather than seeing some of these teams fly who you know have no chance to make it in some really bad games in those last two weeks. Yeah, Almost like the preseason. Right, right. You're right about that. And, and, and the Raiders, for example, have, after this game with Washington, every game is an AFC game, and their last one's against the Chargers. That ultimately could end up being one. whoever wins is in and whoever doesn't is out. You know what I mean? And that yeah. would be great. Wouldn't it be great to come down to the last week? Oh, absolutely, and I hope that's what it does for for a lot of these mm-hmm. uh, teams. I would like to see everything up for grabs, including the you know, number one seed. Just have everybody playing for something in those last couple weeks. I just think would be great for the NFL. Be great for ratings, everything. And we'd all enjoy it. I mean, anyone who who it, it likes the NFL would love it for to come down the end. Whether you have a favorite team or not, most people do, but. Just to have all those games come down to the end would just be fantastic. Now, we know, you know there's going to be some teams. I mean, the Jets and the Texans, we right. all know that the, the handful of teams aren't going to be in it. But if the majority of teams were still in it those last couple of weeks, I just think it would be outstanding. It would, be, it would just be great football. Yeah, no, it really would. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that that's how it shakes out. And, Shereen, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about the team that the Raiders are going to play next, the Washington football team. Obviously, they're, they're battling with the Cowboys, like you mentioned. What do you what have you seen from them? They started out two and six, and now they're on a three game winning streak. They're looking really good. We just saw them on the big stage on Monday Night Football. What are you seeing from Washington? How about three in a row for them? They really played well. Taylor Heineke. I mean, I'm not so convinced that Washington's going to have to go out and find a franchise quarterback after the season. I mean, is he the guy? And I think the jury's still out a little bit. It's still a small sample size. But look, this guy's beaten Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and Russell Wilson this year. Right. Those four quarterbacks, you know, 30 Pro Bowls, five MVPs, and eight Super Bowl rings. Of course, most of those Super Bowl rings are Tom Brady's. But the point being, he's beaten some really good quarterbacks and played awfully well. So let him play out the season and see if he's your guy. But I, I think there's some sense there that, that maybe they have their franchise quarterback and didn't know it now that he's gotten a chance to play because of the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, you know, even the, the injury to Chase Young hasn't stopped that defense from playing well. They're just rolling right now. They're playing really good football. And I think Ron Rivera is underrated as a coach. And when you start mentioning the best coaches in the NFL, he's not a guy you – 
go, oh, yeah, you know, Ron Rivera, he's up there in the top five. And maybe he's not a top five guy, but I think he's a top ten guy, and I think he's showing that. He took Carolina to the Super Bowl, and, you know, with what he's doing in Washington, taking that team to the postseason last year and almost without a quarterback, uh, winning a playoff game against Tampa Bay. That would have surely changed things last year if that had happened. You know, perhaps the Chiefs end up winning their second consecutive Super Bowl if Washington was able to pull out that game. But just a really solid team that doesn't beat itself, and I, I think that's what they're doing right now, playing really good defense and, and making enough plays on offense, good running game. Uh, to stay in games and win them at the end. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a tough game this Sunday for the Silver and Black uh, in Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be fun to be there again, but Washington is no slouch. They're going to come to town ready to play, yeah. and uh, I look forward to that game. Shereen, great stuff as always from Pro Football Talk. What do you, I know you have the TV show, but what else do you have coming out that uh, you know football fans in general should be on the lookout for? Well, we just have our site, Pro Football Talk, so it'll be loaded up tonight. We'll be following the game, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun time of year, isn't it? Not only the, for the holidays, but for NFL fans, for sure, the way it's coming down to the end and, and the playoff uh, spots up for grabs still at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It is a great time of year. And, uh, Shereen, again, it was great to see you on Thanksgiving, and thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. There she goes. Shereen Williams right there from Pro Football Talk. You can find her on Twitter at NFL Shereen. And a uh, funny little side note, uh, JT the Brick, he did an interview yesterday afternoon with uh, Brent Musburger, the play-by-play voice of, uh, of the Raiders, obviously. And uh, that interview caught a little bit of uh, headlines on, on Twitter last night. And uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk actually started quoting some of that interview. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was, uh, I don't want to say trending. I guess that's the, that's the cool words to say it was trending. But it was, it was one of those hot topics on Pro Football Talk last night was uh, – was the interview JT the Brick did with uh, Brent Musburger. You can go check out that whole interview if you want at lvsportsnetwork.com. We always put up all our stuff, everything, every show that we have, we put it up on the website. You can go check it out again, lvsportsnetwork.com. Of course, wherever you find your favorite podcast, uh, you can find each and every one of our shows from the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and all his friends. I mean, he's got all kind of he's, – he's got a party. He's got a party. I ain't mad at him. Clay's got a party. I mean, from Hondo Carpenter to Heidi Fang to Mike Pritchard, I mean, he's got a party in the morning. You can find his show there. Uh, you can find JT's show. You can find Unnecessary Roughness and, of course, In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. All that stuff is available wherever you find your favorite podcast. Speaking of, and this, I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of heads up. I mentioned Clay Baker in the morning tailgate. I don't know if anyone knows this, but starting on Monday, we got the hookup. We got Clay Baker's ultimate holiday tailgate hookup. He's actually hooking it up real, real fat. And I shouldn't, I'm not supposed to say anything about this till Monday, but you know how it is, man. We like to get ahead of things around here. I'll ask for forgiveness later. I, I know the boss, right? I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll holler at the boss later. I, I think it'll be okay. But we're going to give you a chance to win Clay Baker's ultimate holiday tailgate hookup. It's being brought to you by Porter Subs and, of course, Radio Nation Radio 920. All you got to do is listen up, be caller number nine. You'll get hooked up with a sub from Porter Subs, and that's going to get you in the win, the grand prize. You want to know what the grand prize is? You got a charcoal grill, a pop-up canopy, two camping chairs, a cooler, and a Bluetooth speaker. All that stuff in one package. All you got to do is win a, a, a Porter Sub. That's all you got to do. Be calling number nine. We actually be calling number nine. And again, it doesn't start till Monday, so don't tell nobody I told you. Man, this is gonna, we're going to keep this between us. All right, Keep it on the low. I'm serious. Don't tell anybody else that I gave you a little heads up. Be called number nine when we tell you. Get hooked up with a, a, a two-foot sub from Porta Subs, and then boom. Just like that, you're in to win that whole grand prize. So since I was talking about the morning tailgate, I thought I'd talk about the morning tailgate. 
Maybe a little bit more than I was supposed to, but don't tell nobody else. Don't tell Vinny. Like, I know Vinny's coming up next, but don't tell him to talk about it. I don't think that'd be a problem. I'm just saying. You got it. Vinny, you know, Vinny will go tell everybody. I'll just, I'll just keep it between me you and Danny. Me, you and Danny are here in the studio, so I'm just going to, I'm talking amongst friends. Vinny will go tell everybody. Vinny will tweet about it. Ain't nothing private when it comes to Vinny. Vinny be tell, tell, tell all. He'll go walk around the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center where he's going to come up live from next. Be like, Alexandra, get the hookup. Want a charcoal grill? We got you. Eddie, hey, Eddie. Got the grill for you. Got the hookup. That'll be my man, Vinny. That's what Vinny does. <laughs> yeah. What he's known for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tells everybody. He tells yeah, everybody like business, yeah, man. Just, yeah. He tells everything. But that's starting on Monday. We have that hookup for you. Of course, with the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and company. And again, as I mentioned earlier, he is at Chickies and Pete's tonight inside the Sahara, Las Vegas. I'm probably going to ride by there after the show. Check out that game, Cowboys in New Orleans, and see what the deal is. 3.49 is the time. Vinny is coming up next from In the Huddle, or from Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, In the Huddle. Uh, no Lincoln Kennedy today. I, I, I think Lincoln Kennedy has uh, college football duties. Uh, Pac-12, they got the Pac-12 championship game going on at Legion Stadium tomorrow. And I believe he's going into the Pac-12. Is he going into the Pac-12 Hall of Fame? <laughs> we got people call- See how you are, Damon? You got people calling Dude, already for the winner. See how you do it? You already got people calling, man. I told you don't tell nobody else. And then like he he like and it was just like I'm like, what's he calling for? And he's at Porta Subs. And I'm like, <laughs> and then and then uh, it's like me trying to process what's going on. And then he's like, the contest. I'm calling about the contest. I told you don't tell and everybody. Just- I told you, keep it between us. I just said keep it amongst us. I didn't want to jinx myself because I was going to be like, I hope don't nobody call in now. And look what happened. Somebody calls in now. By the con- He's like, am I too late? Nobody asked for call nine. And then I'm, and then I'm thinking like, too late for what? <laughs> you give me these headaches. I, it wasn't me. I told I kept it between us. Kept it between us. And yeah, oh man. So sorry about that, Jason. Uh, Monday, be on the lookout. <laughs> but uh, yeah, his name is Jason. Let me uh, just say that right Shout there. out to Jason, man. Shout out to Jason. Thank you for listening. Hey, man, look, you're guaranteed to miss the shots you don't take, homeboy. He should get qualified just for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should hook him up just because. He would have called and said, Q, is not week 14. He would have had my back. Everyone else, every other swing and D that listens to the show, just let me go and have, have yeah, my moment. Because he was Johnny on the spot to be calling number nine. I ain't mad at him. We ought to make him call a nine just because. Yeah, shout out for listening, though. Shout out to Jason. Should have put Jason on just so we could rap with him. <laughs> <laughs> I did not ask him if he wanted to be on the show. I did not ask him that. Well, now he's probably so, mad at you. You went on the air, you teased this thing, and then, then, and then talking about it didn't start till Monday. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So <laughs> that's, that, that contest starts on Monday. I'm sorry. I just had to go ahead and, and tell you about it a little something, something. But that's, uh, that's what it is. Trayvon Merrick's ready. All right, here we go. Jason called, and now Trayvon Merrick, rookie safety from TCU, is on the phone lines. And Trayvon, thank you. Welcome to the show. We do appreciate you. And off top, I mentioned rookie out of TCU, so that's the state of Texas. Of course, you and the Raiders are back in Texas on Thanksgiving. What kind of homecoming was that for you? Were you excited about that one? Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a great game, man, a great experience. Um, you know, before the season even started, I had a bunch of friends and family, you know, wanting to come up and get tickets. So that was already, you know, a thing before the game even was, was happening. So, uh, it was fun to go back and see all them, uh, see familiar faces, and you know, just be back home. So it was, a, it was a great time. How was it playing 
on, on on the big stage, prime time. I mean, everyone watches that Thanksgiving game with the Cowboys, and you just happen to be playing in it and just playing against them. Right. It was a surreal moment, man, to be honest. Um, you know, I, like I said, like I do every game. I go out there before the game and just, you know, take a look uh, around the stadium, you know, and just kind of take it in and, you know, just kind of thank God, you know, that I'm here and, you know, for, for everything and all the opportunities. So, um, you know, it was just a moment, you know, I had to soak up and, you know, just excited to play in. Talking right now with Raiders rookie safety Trayvon Merrick here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So how has your rookie year gone? I mean, you've played just about every snap of the season, and they always talk about a rookie wall, but it doesn't look like you're getting anywhere close to hitting a rookie wall. How's everything gone? Man, I'm loving it. Um, I can't complain. I, You know, I come here every day and just, you know, it's a thrill to be around these guys and coaches, you know, just wanting to work and, and putting the time, but, you know, also have a good time off the field. So, um, you know, with this with this group of guys, I mean, I love showing up to work every day. Has there been that welcome to the league moment for you yet? Um, man, I think, you know, for me, it's just every day. Um, you know, it's just taking it every day at a time, you know. Um, you know, whether whatever adversity it may be, um, you know, I know um, myself and the team included, you know, we can get past it. So, um, you know, no matter what it was, even if it was small, you know, we get past it. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have dealt with adversity. You've you've overcame adversity. You've had to do everything you can to keep your heads up and just keep on playing and battling through the season. You have. You get that victory on Thanksgiving. You're right here in the thick of things. I haven't seen a season like this before where nothing is decided at this point of the season. But you guys are right there knocking on the door of an opportunity to, to make the playoffs. But I know it's it's one week at a time. So right. what is the message in the locker room to the to the team? How do you guys stay laser focused? Like I said, just one game at a time. Man, like you said, we're, we're in this thing. So, you know, like you, like you just said, it's one game at a time. You know, we got to take one practice at a time, run one rep at a time, and make sure, you know, we win every rep. And then if we win every rep, you know, we win, We can win every game, every, you know, and, and just so on and so on. So if we have that mindset as, as just keeping, you know, one step forward and, and, and keep attacking, um, you know, I think that will eventually get us where we want to go. How does it feel to uh, get an interception in the NFL? Uh, it's great. Um, you know, that's, that's you know, of a great feeling, you know, as a DB, as a safety, uh, especially the free safety, you know, around the third, the thirds, and uh, you know, it was just a, an excellent feeling. You know, what I'm saying you can't describe it. Uh, you know, nothing but a smile on my face afterwards, and you know, I got got the, was able to take the ball home, so that was pretty good for me too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. And and you're playing that last line of defense. I mean, you've got a lot of pressure on you, but you, it, from what I see from just being in the press box and watching, you keep it calm, you keep it cool, you keep it collective. But I mean, you are literally the last line of defense. Do you ever in your mind do you ever think about that, or you just go just go ball and play? Um, you know, I, I would say both. Um, you know, before I even was put into this position, and you know, the coaches had told me, you know. Um, that I was the last line of defense, you know, that, that you know, my position, um, you know, when, when things like that happened, it was, the spotlight would, would be on you, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I kind of take on that role and kind of take pride in that role is, you know, I, I, it's got to be me. I got to be the last line of defense and, and make this play to help, you know, our defense um, stay on the field or, or make a big play and, and turn the ball over. Talking right now with Trayvon Merrick here on NSA Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got a question for you. With that being said, you being that last line of defense, do you wish that somebody would try you a little bit more? <laughs> like you, like Yo, if you come with the smoke today, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would be lying if I said I didn't. But uh, you know, everybody would like you know get some more chances, especially back in as that last line of defense. You know, get a couple more balls thrown and, and, and you know have the opportunity to get the you know get some picks and and uh, things like that. But um, you know, as long as everybody else is doing their job and. You know, we can continue to keep winning, then I'm going to be happy. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Trayvon, you're, you're having a really good season, really good rookie year, and we're not saying your name a whole lot, but in this sense, situation, it's a good thing. I mean, it just means that you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, so uh, you've been a, a pleasure to watch so far your rookie year. We're very excited what you have going up for you, and the one thing I'll say, I'll end it on this, Trayvon, I tell, uh, I tell these guys all the time here on the show, DBs win games. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you 100% for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking Everybody about. Everybody's begging. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Trayvon, keep doing what you do, man. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time this afternoon. We'll see you on Sunday. Uh, yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. There he goes. Rookie safety, Trayvon Merrick from the Raiders. TCU from the Big 12. Got a shout out to him. That's a way to end the show. I know we had to keep our head in the swivel, and I know we were a little disjointed at times. We ain't disjointed no more because DBs win games. Throw the X up one time. Hey, Damon ain't knowing about that. This is what you do, man. You call that You call that cover three, lock up. Cover three, lock up. You don't, know you about don't finish this show. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Blessing, yours up next in the huddle live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. You tell Vinny as he's told everybody else about the, the giveaways, DBs win games. We'll holler at you tomorrow, starting at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Sunday, Sarah Ruffins, Radio 920.